I'm Trisha, and welcome to this episode of The Outcast, a podcast where I share my thoughts and experiences with mental health struggles, school, and life as a teenager in this strange world to help you remember that whatever you're going through, you're not alone. Thank you for tuning in. If you feel like supporting what I do and enjoy listening to my episodes, you can go follow the underscore outcast underscore club on Instagram. All right, folks, we're at the last part of this series, um, this trilogy, and it has been really interesting to discuss the last two issues in as much detail as I could on my own. Just a little disclaimer, everything I talk about in this episode would be regarding my own personal experience with anxiety because I can only speak for myself. This issue can impact people in many different ways and I don't want to undermine what someone else went through. I only wish to contribute to the movement of spreading more mental health awareness. I want to support anyone who's struggling with the same condition or is trying to be there for someone else who is. I'm not a mental health expert, but I do hope that this encourages people to be more open-minded about such discussions. Yes, I have anxiety. What is anxiety? If you look it up on the internet, you'll see tons of different websites, documentaries, videos, and songs talking about it and describing its symptoms, causes, and types of treatment, etc., etc. Some of the symptoms of anxiety include an excessive amount of fear or worry, nausea, shortness of breath, rapid heartbeat, shaking or trembling, the list goes on. There are different types of anxiety, such as general anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, panic disorder, social anxiety, and OCD. The American Psychological Association has this big definition of anxiety as follows. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorders usually have recurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. Basically, to sum it up, it's this constant presence of irrational thoughts, fear, and a feeling of being judged by the people around you as you pick apart every single circumstance you're in until you're panicking that you're not good enough, you're constantly lacking something, which makes you overthink everything under the sun to an exhausting extent, both mentally and physically. For me... Anxiety has always been like a shadow silently following me everywhere I go and showing up right when there's light shining on me and that light represents my freedom, if that makes any sense. It's like a fog rolling in and covering any paths of escape so that I start to feel trapped and claustrophobic inside my own body. Half of the time, I don't even notice the fog has started to appear and by the time I do, I'm already so nervous because I can't think clearly and I feel myself being crushed like a soda can with this hollow pit in my stomach. It's strange how much more common anxiety has become in the current generation and how surprisingly it doesn't go away simply with age because it's not a phase. My first experience with anxiety was when I was around 10 or 11 and I was on a road trip with my family. It was going pretty well until we went to a restaurant to have dinner. 
um, out of nowhere, I started feeling this increasing level of restlessness and slowly it escalated from a loss of appetite to me crying and running out of the restaurant to vomit near the plant decorations. No, it wasn't because of the food, because I barely touched any of it, let alone eat it the whole time I was sitting at the table, and I was sure of that. At first, I didn't really bother to reflect on the incident much and thought I'm just tired and needed some rest. But then it happened again and again over the years whenever I took the train to visit my grandparents or flew to another state. So... Whenever there was an opportunity for me to travel and visit new places, I'd always say no because I would get panic attacks in the middle of the trip. It's a very surreal feeling. I always told my friends it feels like my body is a Halloween costume that is too tight for me and I really, really want to get out of it before I explode. While planning for this episode, I looked the stuff up on Google and and discovered that there actually is a thing called travel anxiety. Um, I don't know if it's like properly diagnosed or not, but I read a few articles that were using that term, which they say is mainly caused by the fear of visiting new, unfamiliar and strange places away from the safety of your home. It can lead to you feeling highly insecure and nervous, which I suppose explains my loss of appetite that I mentioned before. Anxiety reminds me of Puka, a shape-shifting fairy famous in Irish folklore. They are said to be evil changelings of the night that can take an animal's or human's form. Known for its cunning and wild nature, um, Puka's archetype is a trickster. It has the ability of human speech and uses it to lure humans out of their houses at night and then drags them outside and kills them. To me, the Puka is a symbolism for anxiety because just like this mythological creature, Anxiety loves to trick people into believing things that aren't necessarily true, like overanalyzing a particular situation and worrying so much about it that it takes control of your body. Just like the puka, which uses deception to kill kill children, anxiety kills the spirit and resilience of people because of how mentally exhausting it can be. It finds us when we least expect it and drags us into a dark cave that has an intricate maze inside it, making it seem extremely difficult to escape. It provides you with a false promise of protection, but the truth is you actually end up feeling more neglected and demoralized than before. Perhaps the most tragic thing of all is how it makes us feel as if we're less than others in some way or the other, um, and that we always will be, and it convinces us with intrusive thoughts that something wrong will always happen. Doom is always near to us, no matter where we go. Um, My experience with anxiety was never limited to simply the prospect of traveling. It stretched far beyond that and was more complex than the mundane idiocracies of just feeling a bit scared or nervous about some aspect of my life, you know? No, it was much more than that and still is. When I managed to stumble into the beginning of my high school education and had made it through a crappy middle school experience, I felt like things would improve. I believed that ninth grade would be like, you know, a calm sea, and I gently sail on my boat across it to the shore. I couldn't have been more wrong. I guess maybe I can be too hopeful sometimes because, unsurprisingly, high school for me has so far been like an 
ocean during a thunderstorm. As a 12th grade student, now reflecting on the last three years, I spend a lot of time thinking why in the world did I beat myself up trying to impress people I didn't even like. So much of my stress came from the fact that I kept running around, wanting to make sure that I was rising up to everyone's expectations of what I should be rather than who I wanted to be. Every night I would cram in as much schoolwork I could possibly get done, staying up until 3am, solving as many past papers I could consciously finish before I fell asleep at my desk. Fun times. It really took a toll on me emotionally because I drove myself insane, being nervous about what would happen if I wasn't able to get the grades I needed to, you know, make my parents proud of me to prove the ones who thought I was worthless wrong. That led to me going through a, a huge burnout throughout the year of 2020 because um, I forgot that I'm never going to find what I'm looking for until I see it in myself. Anxiety is the sort of thing that makes you feel on edge wherever you go. Um, like everything you do has become a tightrope and you're overly cautious about whatever you're doing, extremely afraid that, you're, that your next move might just make you fall and you'll never get back up. Recently for my English coursework at school, I had to analyze this artwork called Untitled, I Shop, Therefore I Am by Barbara Kruger, who is a conceptual artist. And it was mainly about how society has been focusing so much on the act of consumption to receive validation and reassurance about our worth that this has led to more people um, being insecure about who they truly are. Now, capitalism is a whole other thing, but it's pretty obvious that people tend to define the value of their existence on the basis of material possessions, like the clothes they own, the makeup that they wear, and this feeling of not being enough by simply just being here in this beautiful world. This feeling of always comparing what you have with what others have is what fuels um, people's insecurities, and ultimately, to some extent, their own level of anxiety. I like to think of it as a race that you're running, but you're always looking back or around you to check the position of the ones also running the race, and this would very likely slow you down from reaching the finish line, which is why it's so important to keep looking ahead through your own lane. Forget about what everyone else is doing. What matters is if you are moving closer to your goals, to finding your purpose on this planet. Just because you're behind in the race does not mean you're losing. Every step you take towards your finish line is a step forward in terms of personal growth, development, and becoming more in tune with your own emotions. Anxiety is like running a race, but blindfolded and with hurdles in front of you, which is what makes it more challenging to keep running without the fear of toppling over. Right now, I'm in a state where I'm achieving some of my self-growth and self-care goals, um, like having a better sleep schedule, not letting myself indulge in media that deteriorates my mental health. But as I grow older, there's going to be more and more things I worry about in a repetitive cycle, to the point that they're so intrusive I tend to lose control over them. And although I've gotten better at identifying when I'm slipping, the shadows of my demons still follow me, you know? 
lately more things have been keeping me up at night that make my stomach clench into a fist and punch my insides like whether I'm making the most of every moment I've been given in life, whether my actions represent my true authenticity and individuality, or am I just another cover of a mainstream pop song. I find that anxiety can crush a lot of people's confidence in themselves and trust in people around them because we tend to pick up on every little detail and analyze it until it's been turned to ashes. And I think as a creator, as someone who loves doing her own thing, it really messes with my creativity and potential to produce um, my best work in whatever I do. About two weeks ago, I decided to watch this movie called Dead Poets Society because it had been on my list of movies that I wanted to watch for a long time. And the movie is basically about how an English teacher named John Keating inspired his students to take control of their lives on their own accords and chase after what they truly want, rather than what is expected of them to withhold. This is very prominent through Mr. Keating's dialogue, Carpe Diem, which means seize the day. And there's this one scene where he had asked his students to write a poem, as you know, a homework assignment. And the next day, this student named Todd Anderson, who's also one of my favorite characters, confesses that he didn't do the homework. Now, Todd was a character who loved literature, art, all that stuff, but his anxiety prevented him from letting his passions take flight. In this scene, however, Mr. Keating says to Todd, Mr. Anderson thinks that everything inside of him is worthless and embarrassing. Isn't that right, Todd? Isn't that your worst fear? Well, I think you're wrong. I think you have something inside of you that is worth a great deal. This dialogue and the entire scene that I'm sure you can find on YouTube if you're interested in watching it um, intensely resonated with me because to be understood in such an accurate way is probably all I've ever wanted and this is why I love this movie. The best way to describe how I felt would be um, to say it's like wearing a new sweatshirt and washing it then wearing it again for like years and then seeing its color fading or permanent stain marks imprinting themselves um, on it as it gets older and we forget that feeling of excitement from when we first bought it but that sweatshirt still holds the same emotional value that it did on the first day you wore it. It still serves its purpose of keeping you warm. I think that's what happens to us as people. We become so used to the person that we see every day in the mirror that we forget how great we can be and how far we've come. Surviving all our struggles, the happiness, and the draughts of morose. Anxiety is like the mist that covers the mirror surface um, during a warm shower and you can't see your face in that moment, but when you wipe it off, there you are. The same wonderfully intricate and unique person that you've always been. Yet, you're always changing, always developing, but you're the same person who faced whatever traumatic experiences came your way. You're still here. You still have the time to be who you always wanted to be. Anxiety can be pretty subjective, just like depression in terms of what triggers people and our responses can differ based on the way we were raised, our social environment, personalities, etc. 
So for this episode, I recorded um, conversations with three of my friends where they talked about their experience with anxiety. Personal accounts of mental health struggles can be very empowering, and I hope that these conversations help you connect um, and remember that although anxiety can be a terrifying presence in our lives, there are people around the world who struggle just like you do and understand how you feel. My first conversation was with me, um, a friend of mine from France, and here's how it went. Hey, me. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you here today. Hey, I'm glad to be part of your project. Thank you. Um, how are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm fine. What about you? I'm all right. You know, just the usual. So would you like to tell us and our audience a bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I'm French and Asian, but I live in France near Paris. Um, I'm into music and uh, art in general, uh, so I have a music account. Um, I'm a Virgo, if that helps, and uh, <laughs> I consider myself as an ambiver, I think, and I don't know what else to say about me. That's okay. Um, yeah, me plays the piano really well and has an amazing voice. So I'll just link her Instagram down below in the podcast description so you guys can go check her out. So me, as you know, I wanted this episode to be about understanding what anxiety is and help people be more vulnerable and open-minded to talk about it, right? So um, let's start with your earliest memory of anxiety or what you remember the most strongly when the word anxiety comes to your mind. Um, well, my earliest memory of anxiety was probably like seven months ago on New Year's Eve. Actually, I've probably had anxiety attacks before, but I don't remember them enough to talk about them. Um, because this one was very um, memorable because it was the first like severe anxiety I've ever ex- experienced. So basically, I was just... Um, uninvited by my group of friends to their New Year's Eve uh, party because my friend's mom thought I was not polite enough to come, which I was kind of okay with because I decided to believe that she was telling the truth because, I mean, why not? (laughs) But then at midnight when I sent them uh, a message to wish them a Happy New Year, uh, well, some of them didn't even answer and some of them just told me I was uh, toxic and some other things you don't normally say to someone who's supposed to be your best friend and so yeah I was feeling very um, unsteady I was shaking and basically just um feeling scared uh and I was just afraid of what um will happen next when I'll come back to school etc I was just overthinking about it um like for like four hours <laughs> But uh, then I asked a friend if I could call him um, to, you know, just not be alone. And so we stayed in silence and that kind of helped me. Yeah, I completely understand that. That must have been pretty stressful. Um, what would you say uh, you feel the most intensely when you're anxious? Like you described you were uh, scared and you were shaking. 
Um, but apart from that, any other words that come to your mind? Uh, when I'm anxious, I mostly feel um, uncomfortable, like uh, really uncomfortable. My heart is beating faster than usual. Um, it's like when you're really stressed or really nervous, but worse. <laughs> and so, yeah. Right, that makes sense. I understand that completely. A lot of people tell me that they have these certain triggers, including myself, um, that cause um, them to have anxiety attacks or severe cases of anxiety. Um, would you say that there are any certain things that trigger you? Um, I've noticed uh, most of the time um, anxiety is triggered by people for me. Like when I see someone that reminds me of a bad memory or of something sad, I start to feel uncomfortable or guilty. And I really want to hide because um, I consider hiding myself from the source of anxiety like the safest thing to do. And I probably look stupid most of the time because I just hide myself behind my friend's back as if people couldn't see me anymore when I do that. Well, I mean, I'm really short, so people probably don't see me. But yeah, I don't disappear. Like, I'm still here. And uh, my anxiety can also be triggered by topics. Like, everyone has their touchy topics. So when people talk about some topics that reminds me of some events or some things I haven't completely healed from, well, that stings. And um, I start to feel anxious about it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Me, what would you say helped you through the last few months to manage your anxiety the best? Like, are there any things in particular that you like to inculcate in your own life? Um, well, uh, I haven't found, like, the thing that helped me through anxiety. But um, sometimes I just write down everything I've, I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, like big 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 text that like nobody will ever read but I just need to write them down like not um not in the song like not always in the song sometimes in the song <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just like words or sentences just what I feel at the moment and sometimes I send them to the concert and people and um, they like never read it because it's really long and I understand that because <laughs> like nobody wants to waste their time like this um also when I feel anxious I often feel the need to like hold someone's hand very tightly in order to not burst into tears uh, and to not break down <laughs> and uh, yeah that kind of helps like um holding something really tight instead of crying and yes yeah, sometimes I often like either run away from what I think is the source of the anxiety attack or um, I try to find something to distract myself. But I feel like that's less effective because even if I'm distracted, I'm still feeling anxious. While when I like run away or like hide myself, I try to find um, some inner peace uh, to like help with anxiety. And uh, most of the time I stay with people. So if something serious happens, I'll always be able to get help. So that's the one thing I do. Right. Yeah. Having people around who you can trust and who care for you is obviously a very comforting thing. 
Is there any other advice you'd like to give our listeners who might be in the same situation as you when it comes to having anxiety and similar mental health struggles? I'd say, like, as I said previously, uh, if you're surrounded by the right people, it's going to be okay because you you can't be hurt by something or someone forever. You're obviously going to heal at some point. Uh, if I can give one piece of advice, it would be to surround yourself by some people that will be able to understand what you're going through and um, won't be mad at you for having a, an anxiety attack or for leaving early without saying goodbye or for staying alone instead of enjoying the moment. And um, another advice would be to talk about what triggers your anxiety once you've figured out what makes you anxious. Like maybe it's all in your head, but you can't realize that by yourself. You need someone to open up your eyes about it, pick up about your fears and uh, all the ones, even if you consider that you've already healed it, like healed because it's always safe to talk about them so people won't be too surprised if you have an anxiety attack like in the middle of a conversation or something right um thank you so much for sharing all of that with us me and um being comfortable enough to you know be open about the same you're welcome next i spoke with seren who is honestly one of the bravest people I know, probably because I've, I've seen her overcome the challenges that her anxiety throws at her so gracefully. And I just want to say that it takes a lot of courage to face things that shake us to the bones. Hey, Siren, welcome to the podcast. It's really good to have you here today. Hi. Um, yes, it is good to be here. So how are you doing? Is your day going well so far? Yeah, it's going well. I woke up not that long ago, so I haven't done much, but it's been pretty good. True. So you and I have known each other for quite a while now and have been there for each other through our struggles with anxiety and stuff. Um, but would you like to tell our audience a bit more about yourself? Um, well, my name is Seren. Uh, I'm 14. Um, I like to play the guitar, and I like listening to music, and I like going on walks and photography as well, various other things. Mm-hmm. What music do you like listening to? Um, all sorts of things. Uh, right now, I really like metal, like Metallica. Well, I don't know if Metallica is considered metal. Uh, sometimes Deftones. I've also been listening to just various miscellaneous artists. That's cool. So as you know, um, since you and I have gone through quite, quite a struggle when it comes to dealing with anxiety, um, would you feel comfortable talking about perhaps your most recent experience with the same? Yeah, uh, my most recent experience was actually <laughs> last night. I was laying in bed, uh, just like listening to music and stuff. And then I started rereading a text message I had gotten, and the more I read it, the more I started, like, panicking, and I was like, crap, and I started, like, thinking about it a lot, and I was like, oh my god, and then it got to, like, a point where I was just, like, curled up in a ball, like, pulling on my hair, 
It didn't last for very long, but it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I I can understand that. Um, that must have been stressful. Um, definitely. There's a lot of worry. Um, and sometimes I'll also feel very sad. And then I don't know how to. Exp- sometimes it feels like you're in an ocean swimming, and it's calm, and it's calm, and then the waves get really big. You're trying to swim. You're trying to keep floating but then one catches you and you're pushed against the floor of the ocean that's that's a great visual metaphor i think a lot of people have uh certain things that trigger them into being anxious or you know their anxiety attacks would you say that there are some things that do the same for you that trigger you um yeah there are lots of different things uh some of which i will not be able to name off the top of my head but Some of them that I can think of are people talking about, like, illnesses and sicknesses. Um, Or if someone watches a TV show or listens to a song or has a discussion about a certain topic that I've been thinking about. These just are things specific to me. I think everyone's different, but sometimes if people touch my things or if I can't finish, like, counting something the right way or if I don't wash my hands... Sometimes that will also make me anxious as well. I get that. As you said, everyone's different and, you know, things that make us anxious can be pretty subjective. However, it's it just shows how much of a diverse scale um, anxiety can have. Um, is there any advice you'd like to give our listeners in terms of what helps you cope with your anxiety, if not completely eliminate that from your life? Um, I would say talking to people, definitely, but that's not always possible. So maybe you could find hobbies or things that you enjoy, like drawing, um, instruments, music, anything really. (laughs) But those can help a lot, especially when you feel very anxious. Uh, they can help you calm down or give you something to do so you're not just sitting there with your thoughts. Sometimes going outside helps, like on walks, or I guess as long as it is something that can like pull you out of your head for a little bit will work if you can't talk to someone. Or you could just, I don't know, drink tea. Sometimes that helps too. <laughs> yeah. Um. One last question. Would you say that what we intake not just in terms of food but also in terms of like uh, media and um, the people we're spending our times with do you think that um, contributes to our level of anxiety and how we overthink things uh yes I would definitely say that those things do contribute for example I actually experienced this recently I was watching videos on like YouTube and TikTok and stuff because I was bored And then I accidentally ended up feeling very sad because the topics in the videos ended up going from being like positive to negative very quickly. And it definitely did affect how I was feeling. Thank you so much for being here today, Siren. I really appreciate you taking your time out to like talk about your experience. No problem. My last conversation was with my friend Katie, a fellow senior year student in high school. 
Hey, Katie, welcome to the podcast. So you and I have known each other for quite a while, but could you introduce yourself to our audience? Okay, so my name is Katie. I am 17 years old. I am from Thailand and I am a senior. And today I will be talking with Trish about um, my anxiety experience and how I progress. And maybe some of you can use these advice that I give out as your own. Right, yeah, that's cool. So um, getting straight to the topic, could you talk a bit about how over the last few years your anxiety has progressed or escalated in a sense? So when I first started high school, um, it was really new to me because like, you know, it's a new start, I'm a freshman, all, everything is so new to me. And as high school progressed, um, I, had, I had a lot of work to do. Exams are just everywhere. And so this is when my anxiety started going up because I've always thought that I want to do well in this. And so I would try to study really hard and try to pass all my exams. However, um, that the rough part came when I was in sophomore and corona started and so i had to stay in my house for a really long time and so it was a really big change because i was not used to this thing and it was a really rough start and so i started my IB course and i had a lot of work to do and so these homeworks that i get per week reflects on my grade and my effort on how well i'm doing in school and so this is when my, my procrastinating phase started because I would, say that, I would say that I would do this at a later date since I have other stuff to do as well because I also have to delegate my SATs. However, Corona hit again and it was canceled for around three times. Yeah, my, my tests were canceled three times and I had to re-register two times. And so it was really hard to balance school and outside school activities like my like violin and tennis and also my SATs. And another part that affected my anxiety was family because they would always tell me that if I don't work hard enough, I won't pass my exams. And that really made me anxious because it makes me panic that I won't be able to do it. And so it's the way that my family talks that makes me feel demotivated in doing stuff. So would you say that being in high school actually increased your level of pressure that comes with being a high school student, especially during this coronavirus? I think school played a big role in my anxiety because rather than having in real life tests where I sit on a desk and focus on my sheet of paper. I have to do all my tests online. It's really hard to focus because sometimes I'm, my brother would shout in the other room because he would be gaming or my mother would be downstairs and shouting at some people. I'm not sure. My dog would be barking out of nowhere. It really makes me not able to concentrate. And it's really hard because in real life, you'll, you were able to touch things physically, and so it's easier for me. 
and especially the workload online because since you're not able to see the teachers do it in real life and get a better understanding of it like for example my math class my math teacher would come in and say okay here's the work you're now free to go and so it has been like this for months and it's really hard because i have to find my own sources to understand the lesson so i think this is a big impact on my anxiety although somehow my grades there was no effect on it because um i tried to adapt on the environment that i was going through right that makes sense um i suppose that shows how the grades of a person although they do show um a, a side of their personality doesn't it doesn't tell the whole story would you say exactly, that exactly yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like schools don't really take into consideration the importance of mental health, especially among teenagers. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Well, I think that schools should put in an effort to think about their the students' mental health because that can have a really big impact on how they behave in class. because i once used to be a student who used to raise their hand when a teacher asked a question but now that i feel like the school is really careless it does it has no effect on how many times i try to be a better person and so now i just sit in class in silence and wait for the teacher to dismiss me yeah I I relate to that honestly like um online school really quieted me down somehow and I think a lot of it was due to the fact that schools expected us to adapt so quickly to you know such a drastic change in environment and not a lot of people can do that easily you know mm-hmm. um did your school have any of those like mental health counselors by any chance oh we do actually we have quite a few the problem is that um these mental health counselors never helped me because there was one time last year that I that I tried to get in contact with one but rather than trying to put my feelings to consideration he tells me how to feel and that makes me really uncomfortable because why would I want to change my personality because I want to stay the same person I just want to feel better about myself right yeah i feel that shutting down how people feel especially us as students that have been directly impacted by the pandemic that would make us less vulnerable and um it could be pretty detrimental you know to our mental health because it's not really helping yes Okay so this is I'll say an advice for the audience that sometimes when I am anxious I panic and you know my mind is just out of control I don't know what to think I don't know how to make decisions I just sit there in blankness and I don't know what to think and so I sometimes I would stop stop what I'm doing and just think Katie think what will you do next it's hard to think what you will do because obviously you're panicking you don't know what to do but sometimes 
you have to think the next step that you will take. And knowing that in the future, my problems will become worse. And so dealing with it now gives me a brief idea on how to deal with it in the future. And somehow um, anxiety also gives me better planning skills because I would as I would plan that, okay, I don't want to feel like a failure. And so I will have to finish this, this amount of work before this time. I know it's hard to start because I did had a, I did had difficulty doing it because, you know, I am a big procrastinator. <clears throat> but sometimes um, it's good to delegate your work. It's good to say, okay, I'm gonna do th- I'm gonna do this much work today. Now I'll do the rest tomorrow, and this gives us an equal work life, and play. Yeah, I feel like sometimes turning our weakest points into strength can be really helpful because we should never forget how strong we are, um, even when we're weak. And I think that was a very cool point you made. Yeah. So. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Well, there is one thing. If you see your friends feeling down and they tell you, I'm stressed about this, don't go to them and say, you got to work hard because if you don't, it's not going to work. Do not say that to your friend. But, you know, you should just switch it, switch your words a little and say, Hey, you can do it. And by saying the most simple words, it makes them think that you value them. They know that you are there for them whenever they need. And so this is really important. Yeah, exactly. Kindness is obviously very important in terms of phrasing how we talk to people when they're at their lowest points. Um. So yeah, thank you so much, Katie, for being here today. Um, It was really nice talking to you. And it was nice talking to you too. What I learned from these conversations was that even though everyone can have different experiences, in the end, we're all connected by the fact that we all go through pain. We all overthink things even the ones who say that nothing unnerves them. It's a part of being human and being gifted with the power of thought. Anxiety is a liar, and perhaps for me the most helpful thing has been to rip its status in my mind to shreds so that it doesn't intimidate me as much anymore. I know it'll probably never go away, like just yesterday as I broke down, Um, about how there's nothing about me that sets me apart from the average person, nothing that would make colleges want me because of a whole day worrying about the future that could always take take a different form if I choose to metaphorically refocus my um, camera's lens onto the present moment. I believe that it's also very important to be aware of the people you surround yourself with because for years my anxiety was fueled by my so-called quote-unquote friends who simply pointed out things I was insecure about. But instead of making me feel safe in their company, I always felt like I was about to go to war and had to be prepared just in case. I remember being told um, I was too sensitive when I 
cried in front of uh, some of my classmates back in elementary school, um, whom I considered my friends. And that really stuck with me. No matter how hard I try to shake it off, whenever I talk about how I'm feeling to someone, I'm always careful and nervous at the same time about whether I'm being too emotional, sensitive, or annoying, whether I'm overreacting. And for a long time, this questioning of my own um, emotions and just just made me completely isolate myself from people because of that bitterness that makes me bite my tongue whenever I see myself getting too talkative or sharing a bit too much. But I've really opened up lately with regards to that or I wouldn't have been recording this today. But yeah, that was really tiring for me, and as someone who doesn't really like socializing anyway, currently having a close group of friends whom I can trust no matter what really helps me feel more driven to push myself out out of my comfort zone. And there's just something so uplifting about seeing yourself flourish as a person among the right people who appreciate you, who don't want anything from you, and you do the same for them. So my main word of caution would be to keep track of the way you're treated by people you're close with or spend time with often. It's okay to be alone for a while if it means avoiding toxic, unhealthy conversations. Um, Usually when I feel anxious, restless, or nervous in my own skin, as if everything is going to fall apart when it's all still there right in front of me, I like to go for a walk and breathe in some fresh air because our mundane lives can drift us into becoming stagnant in terms of our mental health. So I find moving, doing something active as a good way to break that cycle. I still hate public speaking. My legs still shake when I go up to the podium to speak in front of a crowd of unknown yet judging eyes looking up at me. But you know what? They have the power to make me feel worse about myself as long as I let them have that power. Remember, you don't need to be anything to be loved by those who truly care about you because as Dr. Seuss said, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Create a plan for yourself, like carrying something to fidget with when you feel the anxiety creeping in, Put some cool affirmative or wise posters on your wall or type out how you feel in the notes section of your phone just in case you're not at home and feel like you need to vent something. Being mindful about how you're feeling and accepting how you feel but not letting it overcome your body and mind is pretty important. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be lost. To be honest, we all are and... We are trying in our own way to find meaning in the reality of our existence. Talk to someone you trust when you feel yourself struggling to cope with your emotions. Don't hide because that's going to kill the inner flame that keeps you alive. The world might seem black and white, but you might just find all the color you ever needed in yourself. If you know someone battling anxiety, Let them know that you're here to listen to them. They are not a burden in any way to you. 
that you care about how they feel and you're not here to tell them what to do because being vulnerable can be really scary in a world where we are so quick to criticize and mock each other for just about anything. Give them the space they need but don't let go of their hand because that sense of support can mean more than one might ever discern. If you yourself are in the same boat, please take care of yourself. I'm proud of you for everything you are and it might seem like forever but time can pass by really quickly without us even realizing. I'd like to read out another very heartwarming dialogue from Dead Poet Society. It goes like this. I went out to the woods because I wanted to live deliberately. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life to put to rout all that was not life and not, when I had come to die, discover that I had not lived. So, here's my question for you. What's more painful than regretting something you didn't do because you were afraid? Carpe diem, my friend. Seize the day.